Welcome to the Rolling Stones Studs, a podcast about the baddest boys of the British invasion, hosted by your bad boys, Pete and PJ, a Beach Boys Boys production. I, I, I did make some drops. What? Oh, you did? Oh, then you can drop it in there. Oh, I will. Well, I'm going to keep nice. that one for now, but just for the oh, future, okay. I've got drops, dude. Future drops? It, drops? it makes sense that we become a drop show. Beach Boys Boys. A Beach Boys Boys <laughs> <Nice>. production. Right <laughs> on. <laughs> oh, that that makes sense. Very Beach yeah. Boys. Yeah, I thought so too. That seems like the kind of joke they would have included as a bonus track on uh, the Beach Boys party. Yeah. The unfortunate thing is I I can't have the uh, the music playing at the same time I do the drops. Wait, oh, actually. No. <laughs> no, change my mind. I'm going to fix it in post and then nobody will You're be gonna any the wiser. You're going to figure it out. Yeah. yeah I'll, I'll figure I it think... out in post. I think there might be a few Rolling Stones songs that we want to over. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> that that was my thought, exactly. Besides, that's their logo, is a mouth doing the, like, fart noise, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, that seems right. It's a mouth blowing a raspberry. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Speaking of... Wait, is this the podcast? <laughs> are we... Is are this we... the grand, the, the re-entrance into the world? I, the Beach Boys boys was just us immediately talking about our drop plans. You know, we wouldn't. I wouldn't have it any other way. It it kind of seems fitting that yeah we we return into a conversation that you think maybe shouldn't have been recorded at all and should have been a pre-show talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. See, and this is a this is the kind of uh, parting of the kimono that we like to do. Here <laughs> yeah, on, this is a famous yeah over here at Beach Boys behind. Boys Productions. Behind the silk, as they say. Yeah. So, yeah. So, how you been, PJ? It's been a little while since we've seen each other. You know, I've been good. Um, yeah. I thought that it would be nice to get out. Um, sure. You know, stop talking about the Beach Boys and really yeah. get out and see see what they saw. E- oh, yeah. In what? In what way? Just leaving Anaheim, man, and oh yeah, going to sure. the bountiful places of the world, like Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh. that's one of their favorite places. I mm-hmm. remember. Yeah, that's all I went actually. Oh, just, okay, you I went just, to Salt yeah. Lake. Wait, yeah. so did you go back to Anaheim or did you stay in Salt Lake? Well, the funny thing is, um, <laughs> we haven't decided what bit we're going with yet, so I'll answer that later. True. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was gonna say I moved out of Anaheim the minute the last episode we were done recording yeah. the last episode yeah um i mean i guess i didn't really know your plans because i didn't talk mm-hmm. to, i don't talk to you outside of the show first of right all. i don't know if people know that but and then also just i you said we're done mm-hmm. i dropped my headphones on the ground and walked out uh with a suitcase in my hand and never looked back yeah well a canon of the podcast as somebody who listened mm-hmm. to uh the the last the the well what is formerly known as the the finale of the Beach Boys Boys? Mm-hmm. Um, you it's said for, you, what is it known as now? I don't it's know. Formerly to... known as the finale. <laughs> well, I guess it is the finality of the Beach Boys Boys talk about the Beach Boys. You gotcha. Know, yeah. Now we're the Beach Boys Boys talk about the Rolling Stones. Sure. Which we'll get to. Um, There's gonna you... be a lot of Rolling Stones talk here. Oh, a whole so much. Um, you said you were going off with a doctor. How did that go? Oh, it went great. Uh, oh, good. Yeah. yeah. Gene, 
it was good. We went, we kind of went on a world tour, ended up in China for a really long time. And uh, that was oh, good. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, China from about, let's see, when was, uh, well, when did our last episode come out? Let's oh, see. <laughs> that's <laughs> that a would, good question. That's one for the, hmm, that's a thinker. Hmm. But regardless of whether it lines up with reality or not, we were in China around mid, early, mid-December 2019. Yeah, that's and, a good time uh, to be in China. Yeah, and then I came back to San Jose-ish area, like, mm. mid-January 2020. Okay, um, okay. And then just kind of hopped around the Bay Area for a long time, visiting different yeah. towns, going to crowded areas. Um, yeah, it was good. Yeah, that's good all time. stuff you love. So, um, and then, yeah, and then Gene ended up, he ended up getting really sick, PJ. It was actually really scary. Huh. Yeah. So. Oh, I wonder I kinda, what that was about. I kind of just left him behind because he was supposed to be taking care of me. I wasn't supposed to be taking care of him. Yeah, so. that's not what, that's not what you're paying for. I washed my hands of that, literally and figuratively, 20 seconds. Good. And uh, that's about all the time I spent saying goodbye to Gene. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just washed so. your hands in his bathroom and left. Yeah. So, and then I uh, kind of ran out of money up in Frisco Bay, as they call it, and been there ever since. All right. Pulling so you're... up. Yeah. Excellent. You're, you're recording out of Frisco, eh? Yes. Yeah. On okay. a, There's a dock that i found that i've been mm. sitting on for what's that like nine ten months okay yeah then. you just sit and whistle yeah watch the tide roll away mostly yeah that makes sense yeah um yeah. our last episode before this one came out almost a year ago uh january 21st oh, okay 2019 wait yeah. 2020 <laughs> i'm getting wait which year <laughs> 21st wait no that's not possible it would have been 21st. january 2020 yeah, it's 2020. Oh, okay. But that was when we finished recording, not when the, the episodes, you know, it's a bit of a production delay, another peek behind the curtain for people. No, that it, that's when it came out. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. my story started in mid-December, because that's when we finished recording. Right. Oh, okay, that's yes. what you're saying. Yes, yes, yes. You are correct. We did uh, stop recording mid-December. Yeah. So, it's that's been right. a year. It's been a year since it's our last been a record. Year. You know, and when I left after that recording first of all i was unaware that there was another beach boys record we could have recorded an episode about so i technically yeah. did not fulfill the contract that i myself signed that's true but that's where they fuck you really matter they fuck you with the fine print yeah lawyers had trouble with the whole international thing so mm-hmm. and then for some reason i guess i don't know people they just like aren't following up on it anymore i don't know why but i guess maybe they didn't actually want to hear us talk about god that's why god made the radio yeah i keep get <laughs> i do keep getting um emails from the legal representation of uh mike love oh, i just i just throw him interesting. in the yeah yeah oh something wait, about those copyright just... in fringe meat i don't know oh. yeah i don't know what that means i keep getting emails from his friend donnie and yeah. those are interesting oh yeah yeah like 19 a day usually oh wow yeah i don't know something crazy's going on but i you know i don't really yeah. read them yeah you donate once and <laughs> yeah you're stuck forever so ah doesn't it feel good to not have a professional job where your name's on the internet so you can make any jokes you want pj <laughs> you know it does it really does yeah, yeah. it's not bad oh man so anyway, so I left. First of all, we didn't even finish. The, yeah. We didn't even finish the Beach Boys. We didn't Boys even finish the Beach Boys, boys. And I, 
I left town thinking there's no way that one can record a podcast when you're not in the same room with someone because yeah. that's insane. How yeah. do you record a podcast via the internet? Remotely? I know. it's And even though PJ told me it wouldn't be that hard and would require only minimal investment and work on my part, I said, eh, sounds like a lot of investment and work on my part, yeah. which is more than zero. Yeah. And, to uh, be fair, it is, it is more than zero. Th- yes, more than zero, less than 10. I don't know on what scale. Yeah. Um, if but we're going on a scale of zero to, to 100, yeah, oh, okay. certainly, certainly yeah. less than 10. So, and then, you know, again, sometime around like February, March this year, everyone all of a sudden like that figured out how to do it. And uh, turns out it's days. very easy. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of looked like the asshole then. So, what? Hey, don't, again, 10 don't months later. Up, here we are, caught yeah. up with the times, recording a new show for you. Exactly. And, uh, well, a new show, kind of. <laughs> a new, I think it's new. I mean, so first of all, I mean, as people noticed at the beginning, we referenced a Beach Boys Boys production. We're going to have a huge stable of shows. Yeah. Now, we have some significant investment backing mm-hmm. at this point, and not just from my parents' trust fund anymore. Yeah, um, we got some real funding. Yes, we have some real, some Silicon Valley investors who are yeah. very excited about the way the world is going right now. They're looking to dump money into anything. Anything. Uh, you know, if you're not paying for rent, PJ, you have money to burn. So they That's decided, why don't true. we start a podcast about every white rock group from the 60s? Exactly. So the next one we're trying, the Rolling Stones. The Rolling Stones. Um, we also got a, a little bit of backing from a company called Pfizer so pfizer yeah oh, okay haven't heard of them no me neither i yeah the the guy when he was talking to me said something about boner pills and that was all i that was all yeah. i knew yeah that's all that's all it takes for us to sign up exactly you get it so you the gotta get that Stones, boner pill PJ. money oh okay ah <laughs> uh, if only do you think are there other kinds of boner pills like uh a pill that you take and then you make a mistake what's that from what like a boner pill. <laughs> you know yeah like, oh i oh, did a boner gotcha. now I, yeah okay i get that i uh i guess i kind of hear bill more. cosby has a lot of those everyone knows viagra we'll move past that everyone yeah. knows viagra but are there other ones because i mean obviously we're young virile men exactly there's no way for us to know the world of boner pills but yeah i'm you gonna boners think that it's like right. like what if one of them gives you a rash what are you supposed to do then i guess there have to be other options right that is true um the, I, I i do recall a, a commercial when i was a young boy of the, the entire commercial was a man riding a harley and just okay. with a voiceover and it was about cialis oh yeah yeah cialis. and then at yes. the and then at the end, he was in like a bathtub with his wife or something. Maybe I'm thinking of different commercials, yes. but no, I yeah, I think that's Cialis. I remember Cialis actually. Now that you say that, so so there's two. That's I'd like good. to Gotta see have a little Alice, diversity in the huh? marketplace. She's taking her clothes off or what? <laughs> Is she, Peter? I mean, I guess you're gonna see her, as you said. Nice. I'll edit that well, one. Oh, it's out. only I'm been sorry. 13 minutes, huh? <laughs> oh, oh, oh boy. 
is it hot in here or is it just me <laughs> we're not even in the same room and we're both sweating <laughs> yeah um pj have you in the last year or so mm-hmm. are, are, is there any beach boys news is there oh boy i mean is i there. know look we're starting a rolling stones podcast and for all mm-hmm. the stones heads out there for all you stoners stoners yeah i promise we're getting to them we're going to talk about keith and the boys but i think we owe it to our loyal fan base who's here you know we're we're a beach boys boys production so every episode this is the promise has to include a mention of the beach boys so is there any news yeah. of the beach boys i i can't say that i have heard one thing about the beach boys no um, in an entire year but at at some point uh mr mike love uh got a lot of flack because everybody found out he was a trump supporter as if they didn't already know yet he was he was visiting the white house in like 2016 like february 2016 i thought (laughs) he like it it, it's well documented that before this he was a friend of 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 the man but uh yeah for some reason like a few months ago everybody was like outraged about it and was like yeah i thought that was i thought that was a fact everybody knew well oh and Maybe what we're learning is that other people don't pay much attention to the Beach Boys anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a fair point. Um, but also Brian Wilson, who, um, mm. the host of another Beach Boys Boys podcast. Uh, sorry, another yeah. Beach Boys podcast. <laughs> another Beach Boys Boys podcast. That's this one. Yeah. Um, of that's another it. Beach Boys podcast by the name of uh, uh, the host at one point when we were having a private discussion at a bar. He told me that the the word okay. on the down low is that uh, Brian Wilson was also very conservative and a Trump supporter. However, yeah. a few months ago, maybe last month, um, Brian oh, yeah. Wilson was said he was an asshole. He was like, you "No, said, I don't like you, that guy." Yeah, yeah, it's very interesting. So, I mean, I guess I could believe Brian Wilson is at least like a republican because he's an old white dude yeah old rich um, white dude yeah exactly who yeah old rich white dude but it, it just it seems like he's just way too meek to you know actually care the trump lifestyle yeah. i feel like yeah yeah i get you know? that it takes a lot i feel like so well, you would know um in some <laughs> beach boys news this is really this is a real roller coaster of a story, by the way. Okay, Excellent. so if you Google Beach Boys and just go to the news tab, which I did, I you know I actually catch up on them in right. other ways, but but I'm just saying if like the lay person out there who doesn't know much about the Beach Boys wants to try this. So on on December thirteenth, wait, no, that's that's today. literally not possible. Oh, the concert was supposed to be on December thirteenth, three weeks ago. There was an announcement that the Beach Boys were going to be doing a drive-in concert in Orange County. Oh. Okay, nice. Just, cool. Just up the road. Yeah, a little bit after that, the Orange County Register had a concert about... And this is the Mike Love Beach Boys, by the way. Right, because uh, they, they will headline an afternoon right. concert. Yeah, in Anaheim. Hey. Hey. stomping grounds. Yeah. That's nice. And, oh, now four days ago, the Beach Boys postponed the drive-in show in Anaheim due to COVID restrictions. God damn it. Due to what? COVID restrictions. <laughs> I'm not familiar. Oh, are we trying to? Okay, yes, that makes sense. 
we want these podcasts to stand the test of time and Mm -hmm. everyone in like minimum two weeks everyone's gonna forget about that this ever happened this year just didn't exist covid is just gonna be another beautiful name for a baby girl (laughs) and amen when she turns 19 ooh, ooh. that's what we call jailbait no matter when she's born, that's her, um, oh, God damn it. The edit point, obviously. What do you <laughs> call it? What's it called when you're, oh, shit. Like, so I was born on May 20th. So when I turn 20 on the 20th, that's Golden birthday. Is it golden birthday? Okay. Yeah. All right. Edit point back in. Uh, yeah, when COVID turns 19, that's going to be her, her golden birthday, no matter what day she is born. <laughs> oh, my God. So worth it. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad it was worth it for you. Should we? Okay, edit again. I got to try that again. <laughs> Me laughing that hard over it is not helpful. I'll just go with the best take. <laughs> this is all, all right. going in, by the way. Yeah. So when COVID <laughs> turns 19... <laughs> I know I'm insane, but I like legitimately kind of think this is a great joke. <laughs> and mostly, by the way, I, I want to give full credit. It's mostly a great joke because the idea of COVID as an actual person's name is fucking hilarious to me. <laughs> so, like in 20 years, someone's daughter <laughs> turning 19 <laughs> and then celebrating her golden birthday is fantastic. Ah. Uh... Okay, so other in other Beach Boys news, uh, Brian Wilson did a little interview recently from November in 2020, um, naming some of his favorite songs of all time for a uh, British magazine. So I just want to go over those because it has a little tie-in with our new podcast, PJ. If uh, we brain must have been listening to us, knowing where we were going next. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So. I think it's in order of release, maybe? No, it's not. Never mind. <laughs> First one's Rhapsody in Blue by George Gershwin. Nerd. Blue. Next one's Be My Baby by the Ronettes. Okay, cliche. Excellent song. We covered that at one point. It's on YouTube. If you can find it, you can watch it. <laughs> There's a lot of old song, old yeah. videos of me playing songs that are hard to find on YouTube for good reason. Oh, this one's pretty easy to find. That one is. There's yeah. some high school aged Pete singing ah. that is uh i honestly don't know how one could find it anymore because hmm. i've tried all the keywords and nope nothing hmm. interesting uh let's see with a little help from my friends by the beatles i guess Excellent. that's weird that he's a ringo fan but makes sense and yeah. then a rolling stones tune my obsession oh and uh he says satisfaction is his second favorite song but apparently, with my obsession, when we get to it, we should tell the story, but he uh, helped produce it. Interesting. Or <laughs> helped me mix, or helped them mix it. They invited me down to their studio when they were working on it, so we'll look up more about that when we get to my obsession. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Be Good. You of Stepped Out of a that. Dream by the Four Freshmen. Hmm. Rock Around the Clock, and Mr. Tambourine Man. There's like three good songs in there that he said i mean it makes sense that he's into the four freshmen yeah (laughs) 
I don't know. Rock around the clock's fine. It's fine. But to say that that's one of your favorite songs, you have to be such a fucking nerd. True. Yeah. Good I point. mean, he also said a George Gershwin song, so we already know he's a fucking nerd. Yeah. That's very true. That's why they call him The Brain. Yeah. Because he's so nerdy. Brain the Brain Wilson. So, PJ, why the Rolling Stones? You really twisted my arm on this one. Yeah, well... And, uh, Give the listeners a little taste of where your where your head's at. My thought was, you really enjoyed the Beach Boys. Enjoy the Beach Boys. You swore by some of their stuff, and then other stuff. You're like, oh no, that's terrible. Mm-hmm. And you and I had knew almost nothing about the Beach Boys. Didn't like them. Didn't particularly enjoy their catalog. Yeah. And and so that I swear by some stone stuff not a lot of it but like some of it i think is very good and i know i know like i know quite a bit about the rolling stones and you don't know much about the stones and you don't like i know you would say you're not a rolling stones fan right i i would say i actively dislike them would maybe be the way to put it i i mean i believe that is exactly what i said about the beach boys yeah I at the end of the day, I guess I don't actually care about them, <laughs> which yeah. is maybe worse. Okay. But I definitely do not like them that much. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I. I mean, I know this obviously is a little bit ass backwards. Forgive my phrasing. And uh, I know, I know, PJ. We got to get some curse words in there so that the kids can't listen. Because yeah. everyone knows these kids, the kids are just clamoring for their mom's iPhones, their dad's iPads, yeah. their uncle's iMacs to be like, give me some of that Beach Boys boys. And yeah. they're just like, we would, we would accept there's too much cursing. It's too filthy it's all around. Yeah. For their little ears. Yeah. I mean, check this and out. And so. Oh, it's supposed to play a fart noise. Yeah, check it out. <laughs> oh, there it check goes. that out. Is is the fart noise longer than usual when it gets delayed a little bit? Seemed like it was extra long. Oh no, that's just a normal length fart noise. Yeah, Fantastic. Pretty, pretty normal. Can you nice. tell I did it with my mouth? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I thought oh. you would. I thought you went to YouTube and sorted through the top hundred fart noise videos. That's, Until you found uh, the right one. You know, that's a surprise for next episode. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, PJ, I had a question for you, actually, along those Peter, lines. about. I might Rolling have an Stones. answer. How many of the 40 licks do you like? You know, it's an age-old question. Yeah. How many licks does it take to get to the center of Mick Jagger? It's the and, first question I asked my girlfriend on the first date we went on. And now yeah. we're engaged to be married because she answered correctly. So it's an important one. And her answer was? I don't I don't remember. Yeah. I think she said what? And I said, hmm, nothing. I, yeah. You know, 40 licks is one of the few things that they did that I'm like, that's pretty good. I'll listen to that. 40 licks, like many, I would say, yeah. was... My first introduction to the Rolling Stones via my dad's CD collection. That's very common for bands of this era. Like, I think mm-hmm. you said, it was either you or Jake who said that you grew up listening to a Beach Boys Greatest Hits. 
I um, probably every family, but yeah, I definitely did. Yeah, and then everybody like everybody only knows the Beatles because around two thousand that Beatles one mm-hmm. CD came out. Also grew up with that. Yeah, and then Forty Licks is the other yeah. one. For yeah, for how big of a classic rock fan my dad was, we did seem to have every compilation album and then yeah. like a weird smattering of actual albums. Yeah, but not very many actual albums from that era. So. I mean, they're perfect to play in the CD or in the in the car. True. Yeah. So I never liked them that much. Mm-hmm. My main uh, aside Goal from is to forty blow licks, up and act like you don't know nobody. <laughs> my main exposure to the Stones outside of Forty Licks was Keith Richards in the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Ah. And... Movie. I think he was just in the one. Oh really? I thought he showed up. I didn't see like the fourth through seventh ones, but Nor I was did under I. the impression he showed up occasionally in that series. But it could not. be true. I just remember him being in the third one and being like, "That's funny yes. because that's who Johnny Depp based the character on." I get it. What an yes. in joke that is. And also, that's funny because how did it take? Like, I mean, I guess I wasn't maybe old enough, but did people call Keith Richards a pirate-looking motherfucker before that? <laughs> He didn't even dress up for the movie. He was just wearing I mean, that. yes, in hindsight, he really did look like a weird, like, sex pirate, maybe, is the yeah. best way to put it. Yeah. 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 Um, Paul McCartney showed up in one of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies at one point. Wow. Yeah. So they're just going down the list now. Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting. Next, Brian Wilson will be playing the first mate. Yes, yeah. That's fun. Yeah. Um. Don't go surfing. But, yeah, don't. That's what I'll say. Oh, yeah, that's pretty funny. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. It's like a funny joke for them. Yeah, yeah. So those movies are bad, except for the first one. The first one I remember liking, but it's been so long since I've seen them. It's pretty good. The rest of them are very bad. Yes, can Mm -hmm. confirm. Yeah. I watched all those last week. I just skipped the first one. (laughs) But, yeah, the rest of them are terrible. So, um. Yeah, so really, I have no opinion on the Rolling Stones, except that they always just seem like obnoxious old guys who wouldn't quit to me, which I basically only based off of the fact that the Beatles didn't still tour without taking into account the fact that half the Beatles are dead, so... Yeah, well... (laughs) It really helped the Stones that they're all still alive, so... I mean, and for the... The Beatles were together for, like... A decade or whatever. Yeah, like... 10 years 11 years maybe um and then for the last three years of their career they were like yeah we're not gonna tour anymore yeah which like yeah the rolling stones i feel like must have made a shitload off of touring because they did oh yeah so many i i think it just hurt me as a young man uh aware of just uh, becoming aware of the world and the way it works I think I just disliked that the Rolling Stones, by the time I was a person, were basically just a weird brand. Yeah. And not actually a band. Like, they were just a touring brand. So, yeah. They didn't seem edgy or interesting enough at all for me to look into more. Mm-hmm. But I say all this as a U2 fan. So, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it was about the Stones that made me right. turned off because U2 was basically the same thing by like 2000. So, right. the year 2000. So. Uh, my first concert was a Rolling Stones concert. My first concert was a U2 concert. Whoa. Yeah. I mean, technically not my first concert, but my first, like, real concert. 
I went to like a couple church sponsored Christian rock concerts. Yeah, that, that were count. not real. They were in yeah. like a church rec hall, you know. Yeah, that doesn't count. Um, no. Was it you who said you saw Kanye in U two? Yeah, I saw the tour yeah. that he did with U two. Cool. And honestly, mainly what I remember is that my family was thankfully not racist about it. That sounds about right. Because a bunch of people who I now know to be Republicans hanging out at a Kanye West U2 concert could have been real bad. But yeah, they could have. As a little child, I only remember them just being like, "We don't enjoy hip hop. We're here to watch rock music Mm. and not anything else." Which was they didn't say anything about the saggy pants. I no, there were cracks made that he wore sunglasses the entire time. But Mm. but so does does Bono. Bono. So yeah, I think. Yeah, I think it was just a lot of old people, basically. Yeah. And then I was too young to be into rap yet. I was like 11 or something. So, right. yeah, just didn't didn't work out. Hmm. What a shame. What, what a crying shame. <laughs> so, the Rolling Stones. We, I, so, yes, we're going through them mm-hmm. basically to flip the script for what yeah. we did last show. And then also because uh, as we figured out with the Beach Boys and as I'm sure many uh, music podcasts have figured out, it's a lot easier to do a band that has like 50 albums out than a band that started in 2005 and has four albums out because you have a lot more to talk about. Yeah. So I am... Especially, it's also more interesting, I feel like, to do bands like this that have roller coaster careers where it's like, Yes. Wow, that's a really good album. Oh, that album is absolute trash. Yeah. Yeah, well, and also, uh, maybe not to our listeners, although I, I hope we would get some listeners, just like I think with the Beach Boys Boys, where we got, I I believe, a few listeners who were somewhat mm-hmm. unaware of the Beach Boys, or at least segments of their career. Yeah. Uh, but the Rolling Stones, for me, are a huge cultural blind spot, where I really only know about 10 hits. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Uh, and like, I've never listened to Exile on Main Street, which would make most music fans freak out for me being such a music nerd. So yeah, hopefully we find some listeners who also similarly uh, are into this style of music, but for whatever reason have that haven't got big into blind the stones. Spot. Yeah, yeah. The the stones are weird because uh, like most people can who listen to classic rock like we do, not most people, but there's a pretty big percentage who are just like, uh, you know, you can really skip over the Stone stuff. Yeah, they're weirdly... Uh, I, I mean, I was about to say I'm going to be talking out of my ass, but that's this whole podcast. Yeah, This all might be bullshit, but my perception of them is that they're sort of weirdly underrated now mm-hmm. in a way where like they just spent... I mean, they... They released albums occasionally through the 80s and 90s, but they really haven't released like a good album since like 1980 or something, from what I understand. Maybe they have good stuff after that, but um but they just kind of like they became this brand and now are just kind of an eye roll and like maybe sort of like the Beach Boys honestly have become a band that people who get into classic rock don't necessarily know are as good as their reputation because they've kind of lost the reputation just by years of being shitty for like for the beach boys years of being shitty and for the rolling stones years of just being this brand of old dudes playing rock music that old people like so 
You know, another weird thing where you're saying they're like a brand that's touring. There are so many places like Rue 21 or like stores like that, like places that people in high school shop at. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe they're called teenagers, those people in high school. The stores I hang it at is what you're yeah, talking about. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, they have like a shitload of Rolling Stones merchandise. Yeah. And they'll also have like bulls merchandise like they just get these weird rights and then there will be people who are like wearing a rolling stones t-shirt that has their logo on it but i've like no idea what it means which is very strange i feel like yeah i i just i feel like at this point it's just kind of a weird logo that means classic rock more than anything else like you just see it and you're like oh yeah that satisfaction song and that's all you think about and then yeah you're done people in high when we were in high school people well we were in high school at two very different times because you're much older than i Mm. um but oh um, yeah i forgot about that yeah (laughs) um but acdc t-shirts were like huge Uh, i feel like and i don't think it there's nobody who was like into acdc it worked on me i tried i did not end up liking them but i do remember in like eighth ninth grade getting a bunch of acdc albums from the library putting them on my ipod and then disliking all of it basically yeah they're uh they're dumb guy rock and yeah i mean obviously they have some decent songs but there's not a lot great there i don't think they don't email us about how their first singer is better fuck off we don't care we we don't care this is not the acdc dicks okay (laughs) they they hired the second guy because he sounded the exact same as the first guy so get the hell out of here that the the first guy was better yeah it makes no sense yeah anyway Anyway, moving on that's enough acdc talk for one podcast so Uh, yeah but i'm honestly excited to get into the stones just because there's no way that they are bad obviously with Mm -hmm. how famous and long of a career they've had and uh and also just because i know intrinsically that you know music sites at least rate a half dozen albums of theirs as some of the greatest of all time so yeah i'm sure there's stuff worth worth hearing in here and it'll be interesting to take the ride i think so too yeah because i've never delved into it like this much like i don't think you had with the beach boys no yeah i thought that i knew a lot about the beach boys and had only scratched the surface of that wave right yeah anyway what were the what? Rolling Stones into, do you think? Like, the Beach Boys were all about surfing. The Rolling Stones... Fucking? I don't... Like, bocce ball? Is that yeah. what the Rolling Stones is about? Yeah, they're into bocce ball and smoke... Uh, or, like, smoke... pool? Yeah. They, they're into bocce ball, pool, and then smoking black and milds. Smoking that's... black and milds. Yeah, nice. that's their whole thing. Yeah. All right. Well, we got a lot to go on. I mean, yeah. already, they share three of my common int- of my interests, so... Yeah. I think we got a lot to go on here. You have a big uh, pool cue that's shaped like a giant black and mild. I do. Yeah, it was actually, I won it in a sweepstakes where, uh, like, you got the, you got a golden ticket inside a black and mild pack, and I went to every uh, gas station and liquor store in the Tri-County area and uh, finally found it after spending $4,000 on black and milds. Yeah. But I got that pool cue, and exactly. then, PJ, the very next day, 
I went to my pool tournament and lost immediately in the first round of the bracket. And then I, but I went to the losers bracket, which if you win the losers bracket, you get to play the winner of the winners bracket mm-hmm. in a single elimination winner take all game. I lost the first game of that bracket yeah. too. Yeah, so I was sense. out. I was bounced out in two games. But right, well, it's a bad shape for a pool queue. It's very fat. I was about actually going to say that I don't know that it was the pool queue's fault. Um, uh-huh. I've been going to a lot of therapy lately, and I've learned that I can admit that I might suck at pool. Oh, it took a you... long time to get there because I did blame the black and mild pool queue yeah. for a while. I'm shocked. But my therapist talked me around into you know what he told me was more bad self-talk that's what you really yeah. need to do like you need to be harder on yourself yeah you and need to... i think it's working so far you need to punch up or punch down i think it's punching down yeah if i'm gonna talk down. badly about myself that's true yeah that's a good <laughs> yeah. point yeah huh. so you want to take a quick break and then get to the rolling stones let's do it bud let's do it play that and... track We'll see you soon. Everything is wrong since me and my baby parted. All day long I'm walking cause I couldn't get my car started. Laid up from a job and I can't board to check it. I wish somebody come along and run into it and Welcome back to the Rolling Stone Studs. Brought to you by the Beach Boys Boys. That's right. Uh how was your break, PJ? It was good. I, I got I got a beer from the fridge. And I hey, talked to my too. girlfriend about cookies. Uh, Shel- PJ, you and I had almost the exact same break in a way that is yeah. honestly kind of wild that we didn't, it is v- we didn't plan weird. it that way. Um, Peter and I were also discussing, uh, we, we are dressed very similarly in mm-hmm. that we are we have similar watches, similar-ish glasses, uh, crew neck mm-hmm. sweaters, and uh, we both have our nails painted. So Yeah. Actually, mine, I took it off this morning. It was starting oh. to chip a lot. So, mm. I took it off. Oh, but well, I still have mine. I'm sorry, PJ. It's okay. You've betrayed Nerd. me for the last time, though. <clears throat> Are you ready to get into the history of the Rolling Stones? Hell yeah, brother. Nice. All right. So, as usual, um, do not consider this a comprehensive guide to the Rolling Stones. No. We are basically Wikipedia Cliffs Notes at this point. Um, also, uh, super don't fact check us, and if we get something yes. wrong, don't email us about it. I However, mean, our email is beachboysboys at gmail.com. Yeah, and we're not getting a new email, because no. all of our shows now just get their emails sent. So in the subject line, I would say, write Rolling Stone Studs. Yeah. And then, colon, this is all in the subject line, Rolling Stone Studs, colon, and then whatever you would have written in the subject line, normally. Yeah. Yeah. And then address us as sirs, please. Mm-hmm. And or then sign off will respectfully not read yours. And then your name, even though we do not care what your name is. So. That's true, we don't. Because yep. remember, this is after all... Oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm really bad about that. A Beach Boys <laughs> Boys production. There you go. You know what? I'll just keep that knob up. Perfect. I think that's great. Certain knobs should always be up if you're asking me. You know? And I do ask you a lot about your knob. So the history of the Rolling Stones. So first of all, the first thing you got to know about the Rolling Stones, and if you know nothing else, this is where to start. If you've never heard a tune, you've never even seen the Raspberry Lips logo we're talking about. There are two guys, Keith Richards, Mick Jagger, 
you gotta know their names okay yeah they're the two guys they're the two they're the dudes the studs it's also mostly for their entire history those two for sure and charlie watts i think are there yeah the entire i think time. so those are the only three that have been through the whole yeah. thing charlie so, watts uh is the uh al sorry i had to burp charlie watts is the al of the rolling stones in that he also mm-hmm. looks like a goblin charlie watts also famously uh his brother had that kink song written about him this i do not know david yeah okay am i totally on base here no maybe i don't know what you're talking about now i gotta google it david watts is a song by the kinks i'm pretty sure yep it is a song by the kinks and i'll have you know it's on their greatest hits because that's the only thing i have for the kinks too so so next up is the kinky kink boys (laughs) um all right so keith and mick first met in 1950 oh dude they're old as fuck they were both born in 1943 which i mean i know like the beach boys were all born around then too but it just makes them seem really it does sound old uh so in dartford which is outside london or some shit uh yeah they were seven when they met at school uh but then they almost the the rolling stones almost were ruined before they started because mick's family moved away but we know that moving away can ruin a good thing it always ruins a good thing yeah but then in 1961 they happened to meet at a train station and mick didn't know this but keith had actually been stalking him the entire time he had been like they stayed facebook friends and he just was like looking at all the tags on his photos to figure out where he was all the time so he was like oh shit he just posted he's at this train station i'm gonna go track him down so they met again uh keith noticed that mick had a bunch of old blues records and they were like shit you're into music now shit man you're into music now last time we talked we were both just seven (laughs) but now we're like older and we're both into music now and it really blew both of their minds last time we only blues we knew about were crayons yeah yeah you get it i get it so keith ended up joining his band uh which were known as the blues boys which was speaking almost of, speaking of blues the name of this production yeah, the blues boys boys yeah. maybe someday once our empire gets big enough that we need splinter groups for tax purposes one of them can yeah. be the blues boys boys yeah the blues boys boys a beach boys boys production <laughs> <laughs> so the blues boys was with some other dudes who are not important to the rolling stones story but keith and mick in about a year the blues boys were trying to get their name on the scene cool they made a demo oh can, and... can we stop for a second yeah, the blues boys sure. is a terrible name for a band it is a very shitty name but but it is not worse than the beach boys <laughs> no no that's it's, true it's, it's the same tier as the beach boys yeah i guess when i was wondering earlier what the rolling stones things was it's really just bl- the blues yeah yeah <laughs> they're really just so obsessed with the blues even though I have this weird inkling, kind of like the Beach Boys. Only one yeah. of them really knows anything about it, and even right. then, not much. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very watered-down version of it. Yeah, yeah. Pardon so they had a demo tape that they decided to send to this band called Alexis Corners Blues Incorporated, who were apparently some famous London blues band. If I uh, if that was the name of somebody's band now, I'd fucking yeah. kick their ass. I hate that. Yeah. 
Yeah. So they sent him a demo tape and then stalked those guys to a club that they were playing at. And there they met some of the Blues Incorporated members, Brian Jones, Charlie Watts. I'm and sorry, they're Ian Blues Stewart. Incorporated? Yeah. That's a different band. Yeah. The Blues they, Boys met Blues Incorporated. That yeah. is the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Hey, man, you would have loved London in 1962. Apparently. Also, I edited most of this shit out or, like, didn't write it down in my notes, but in the first few paragraphs of the Rolling Stones Wikipedia page, there's about nine different references to different jazz newspapers in London at the time, so it was a real scene. (laughs) And then they read about this band in Jazz Weekly, but then they got booked in a club out of Jazz Monthly. And oh. then out of London's Guide to Jazz, that you know, like a lot of shit like that. Yeah. So, and this is very confusing, and I did not do any further research. So maybe Wikipedia just phrased it weird or something. But at some point, <laughs> they swapped places in these two bands, where Keith and Mick joined Blues Incorporated. And then in the next sentence, it says Brian Jones, now without a band, decided to start his own. So did they just, like, kick him out of the band for them to join? Very confusing. But it gets even more confusing (laughs) because Brian decides to start a new band. He advertised for bandmates in the newspaper. And then Keith and Mick (laughs) answer the newspaper ad. It's the fucking Pina Colada song in real life, man. It's incredible. (laughs) That's so dumb. <laughs> hey, can we join your band? Great. You join, I leave. I'm going to go start my own band. And Without you fuckers. Later, they show up at his door like, hey, remember us? Can we join your band now? <laughs> so so it was those three. And then... That's so fucking dumb. Uh, later on in the next couple years, Bill Wyman... Uh, yeah. on bass and charlie watts shows up again to play drums with them and then Wait. ian stewart is also there bill wyman the uh metal detector entrepreneur yeah cool yeah. cool wyman inc so um and then they get their band name which this seems like the kind of story that they made up in 1980 because they could not remember how they came up with their band name yeah uh the story is that Keith was being interviewed by a journalist, which why before they'd like played any shows. Keith was being interviewed by a journalist and he asked what their band name was and he went, Oh, uh, 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 um, uh, oh, uh, uh, Rolling Stone because it was the track on an album he was playing. Yeah. From Muddy Waters. Yeah. If, 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 uh, we're believing the movie Chess Records featuring Adrian Brody and mm-hmm. Cedric the Entertainer, then, um, the man knows how to entertain. Yeah. Then, um, what he said in that movie, I think it's a not British person playing them. He's like, we named mm-hmm. our band after one of your songs. Yeah. The Rolling Stones. I mean, maybe it's true. It's just a pretty lame. Yeah. <laughs> way to choose your band name yeah and, and why didn't I, yeah, they just again, go with blues incorporate <laughs> yeah i doubt i just doubt the story that they were being interviewed by someone before they even had a band like because yeah. what did the journalist think when he called them up someone was like yeah. hey hot tip there's a band haven't played any shows do not have a name but it's also worth interviewing <laughs> an amalgamation of blues incorporated and the blues boys <laughs> yeah 
So you better <laughs> ever heard of them? You better be really excited for what name they've come up with. And then it's just Rolling Stones. Come on. Yeah. So first of all, kind of like the Silver Beetles, they started out billed as Rolling Stones instead of Rolling Stones ah. in like the first few shows, but then they quickly added the G. Good. Um, they started playing a lot around London and doing like local British tours, mostly playing Chicago Blues, Chuck Berry, and Bo Diddley. Yep, that sounds about right. Or Bo Diddley. <laughs> How do you think you pronounce that? Hey, Bo Diddley. Like that? I think Bo Diddley, yeah. Bo Diddley. Uh, and became fairly popular by 1964 in a what Wikipedia is really quick to note is an unscientific poll because there weren't a lot of scientific polls about the most popular bands in england at this time ah. but in in an unscientific poll they were ranked number one ahead of those silver beetles so mm. okay yeah there you go well, that would make sense in that they are from london and the beetles were from liverpool and then moved to germany like right Although would, by 64, the Beatles were like they, solidly going to, back in yeah, England. They're going but. to U.S. in 64. Also, so. what's even stranger is that, I mean, this is why it's clearly an unscientific poll. Because the Beatles already had like three albums out by 1964, so. Yeah. Well, and, and the they Stones played had, the Sullivan show in February of 64. Yeah, but so, they wouldn't have seen that over the pond. Across know, the pond. Oof. But they were popular enough in the U.K. Yeah. to have gotcha. a song... Yeah, that's true. Like they had a, Sullivan show. a few months lead time. Yeah. So in 63, the Rolling Stones hired their first manager. And this is really exciting. <laughs> the guy's name is Andrew Lug Oldham. <laughs> the Spelled most British L- name in the world. L-O-O-G. So, Lug. Yeah, Lug. Who was only 19 years old, but had apparently previously managed the Silver Beatles. Who ah. recommended him as a joke? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> like, hey, get this fucking kid to manage you. And since it came from the Beatles, they thought it was cool. Yeah. But apparently, in in Britain, since Oldham was only 19, he had to get his mom to co-sign any legal documents <laughs> with the Rolling Stones. <laughs> Which really just makes you amazed that they got off the ground. Uh, I'm amazed that they really kept him as like, their manager. <laughs> The fact that, yes, first of all, that that wouldn't have immediately yeah. been a, a, a no from them. But then also, like, the idea that the Rolling Stones' first record contract had a co-sign from Lug's mom. <laughs> <laughs> that is so good. Um, I was, Paul McCartney has a, it's a biography, but it's a lot of stuff taken, like, from interviews. And he was talking yeah. about how uh, one time the Rolling Stones pulled him into a limo in the u.s and they were like hey you got any songs you don't want and he was like i've got a lot of songs uh and then he just gave him a song that was like garbage and then i don't remember what song it was but then he was like yeah i thought it was really funny that they like actually went along with it and put it on an album which is (laughs) hilarious so i hope to god that was just a prank they're like yeah we know this kid gonna come up today because they their second single was a a mccartney lennon tune so it very well maybe that that might be the one uh, let's see. So Oldham also was wanted to try them, or wanted the Stones to try the whole matching suit business. Yeah. Uh, but quickly realized that they were better off. And this is a quote: leaning into or being a raunchy, gamey, unpredictable bunch of undesirables. Hmm. I so. will say this about <clears throat> the Stones over the Beatles: they are 
way cooler in the early years. Oh, yeah. Anyone yeah. would be. Yeah, the Beatles were kind of <laughs> fucking nerds. Yeah, they looked like a high school band, like jazz band, yeah. until 1965. <laughs> so Yeah. Um, the Stones also got some more of the Beatles dripping, droppings. Wait, what about cast-offs? What am I trying to say? Um, drippings, I think. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Drippings is weird. Yeah, I'm trying to say, like, table scraps, whatever. There you go, table um, scraps. Because Decca Records, who missed out on yeah. the Beatles, decided they better not miss out on this one. So they gave them a crazy contract where they got three times the usual royalty rate. They got full artistic control of recordings and ownership of their master tapes, which in, like, for a 1963 record contract is pretty incredible. That is outrageous. They yeah. don't even that's not even like a thing they do now. Yeah. Yeah. It's really crazy how much they wanted the stones. So, and you know, it worked out for them, but Yeah. Still. Uh so they started recording and had their first single out uh I believe yeah, in 1963, which was a Chuck Berry cover, Come On. I can double check that that came out. Oh, nice. I did not know this was a Chuck Berry tune. You know, uh, the Stones, the Beach Boys, and the Beatles all had huge boners for Chuck Berry. I mean, he must be great. Maybe we should have been doing a Chuck Berry podcast. Um, yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's not. I don't. Um, for me, <clears throat> that is like, it's not bad. It's yeah. It's not like it's nothing amazing, but yeah, it's very middle of the road. Where I, like, if I heard that maybe in the '60s, I'd be like, whoa, crazy, you know? Yeah, yeah. That that was released in June '63. Um, and apparently, I guess they didn't like it. They refused to play it at live shows. And okay. Decca didn't promote the record at all, basically, for some reason. So, okay. Uh, but then Lug went uh, off book and told all their fan clubs to <laughs> buy the record at like specific stores where they did the polling for charts. Yeah. He had this whole shit figured out, so it charted anyway, even though they did, even though they didn't give a shit about it. So. Yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. Um, and then their second single, "I Want to Be Your Man," was given to them by Paul and oh. John. I want to be your man. Okay. Yeah. And I guess this is on an early Beatles record too, but I don't remember it. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, I recognize this one. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I mean, it's it's just a faster, grittier version of the Beatles one, and it's like. Right. It's really the Beatles version is better. Yeah. Yeah. It pretty much just is the whole song, so I don't think. I mean, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. But here, it's interesting, mm-hmm. like, to hear that guitar tone come out of 1963 or four. Yeah. Like Keith Richards, I think, as far as being on guitar, was like his tone was ahead of his time. Yeah, I was gonna say because didn't isn't the like whole famous story that the Kinks invented it on Lola or no, not on Lola? God damn it! What's the other song? Um. Um, they're really famous one. Yeah. Uh, um, 
Uh, don't tell me when oh. you get it. Yeah, I mean, Girl, I was thinking I want of to be with you. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's you really got me. Yeah, you really got me. Yeah. Um, which is 1964. Okay. But which, like, I thought they supposedly invented it. So then I'm like, is he? Is that kind of apocryphal that the right. Kinks invented it, or is Keith just playing with like the gain up really high? You know in a sort of pre-distortion, distorted yeah, thing Yeah, well, I think the gain up is really high, and it's just not very well recorded. It's not clean yeah. at all. And so I Probably. think I think that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right that... And then, you know, obviously, this is skipping ahead a little bit, but getting into the mid-60s, they do have some fucking crazy guitar tones for the time, yeah, I would say. Yeah. That, like, pre... Um, they get to kind of heavy metal guitar tones much earlier than other bands, but yeah. we'll get there obviously later. Um, and then their third single, which I think all these came out pretty quick here, was Not Fade Away, a Buddy Holly cover. I liked this one. It's pretty good. Yeah. I like the claps. They're very clear and it's weird. The claps are cool. I like the using like an acoustic guitar. It's yeah. just kind of a weird because it's not what I expect for the Stones, at least in this era. I really like this one. Oh yeah, this came out at the very beginning of 64. Okay. This was the first song ever performed on Top of the Pops. The Stones doing this song. Interesting. Yeah. Top of the Pops is oh, something... Oh wait, nope, that was I Wanna Be Your Man. Okay. <laughs> Wrong trivia. This one was released in February 64, but... Okay. When the Beatles were going to America. That's right. So, um, let's see. So, aside from the fact that their first singles are not that cool, uh, they were, they had already developed this reputation. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Shut the fuck up for a second. Oh, it already passed. Uh, there's like, oh, the harmonica on it's really good. That's what I liked about it. Anyway. So they'd already developed a pretty clear reputation as like as the bad boys of yeah. the music scene here. The baddest boys and, of the British uh, invasion. Yeah, and Oldham was really Luke. I'm just gonna call him Luke. Oldham is a weird yeah. last name for an American person. Also Luke is funnier. Luke uh, <laughs> had already been hyping him up a lot. Like he got some headline out there for an article about them that was Would you let your daughter marry a Rolling Stone? Ooh. And yeah, he wanted them to be yeah those bad boys, um, yeah. and also made sure that their first album cover was them posing in shadows without smiling at all. Um, oh. And technically, they're not matching. They are all wearing suits, I think, still. But it, it was 1964. It's hard to get away from the suit thing that early. Uh, yeah, yeah. But kind of aping at that point, the Beatles cover on a. Uh, with the Beatles? Is it with the Beatles? That's the black and white yeah, shadows? Where yeah, half their faces, yeah. So kind of mimicking that, which was also kind of a big deal at the time that they were all emo on a cover. Um, and then Lug turned out to be an asshole. Big surprise. 19-year-old Lug. <laughs> uh, 
before you know, their album. In my experience, oh, most nineteen-year-old entrepreneurs are just really phenomenal dudes and nice guys all around. Yeah, well, he turned out to both be mean to the band he managed and also to be a racist. So, <laughs> uh. so this is the double whammy: is before the album, before their first album even came out, he was talking about how he didn't or like you know, he wasn't sure about their choices of playing songs by and this is a quote and i don't enjoy saying it middle-aged blacks ah. and yeah and then also was telling keith and mick that they should start writing their own songs and when they showed him the song that they wrote for their first album he called it soppy and imitative ah <laughs> so what luke's a, dick. a dickhead turns out yeah, yeah and is uh not great so yeah um so their first album came out in spring i believe 64 okay and uh i should have written it somewhere yeah april 64 in the uk may 64 in the u.s uh and right after that we'll do a little more history before we get to the album Mm -hmm. right after that they went on a summer tour in the u.s uh, but their album was not a hit yet, <laughs> which made the tour a disaster. Yeah, really uh, not fun, I bet. Yeah, they were made fun of on all their TV appearances, like by the hosts, and <laughs> apparently James Brown got mad at them, <laughs> of all things, because <laughs> they recorded some TV special with like a bunch of artists, uh, which they recorded separately, and then when they cut it together, the Rolling Stones were right after James Brown, so James Brown was pissed, thinking that like they one-upped him. Yeah. Um, huh. James Brown cool. is insane. Uh, have you heard the story about how yeah. he went to prison for, like, I feel like 10 years or something, because he uh, kidnapped a guy and assaulted him with a what? gun, like he pistol-whipped him, and took him hostage... Yeah. Because he used his bathroom. Yeah. That's cool. Nice, yeah. James. It's a real James you Brown know, move. He also, and most people don't know this, he got arrested because he was just too funky. Yeah. Yeah. Being that, that funky is illegal. Yeah. Uh, and then the Stones also got banned from Ed Sully Sullivan's show because they oh. were too trashy. Uh, but then I, he immediately like rebooked them for the next year or something. I think mm-hmm. honestly, to me, it feels like it was more of just a publicity stunt by Sully, yeah, more than anything is what it feels like. That wouldn't surprise me. He's a weird old man doing all that yeah. shit. Yeah. Um, on their tour though, they did get to record at Chess Records, as you ah. previously noted. I think I'm guessing that's what that movie's referencing. Yeah. Um, where they uh cut another single. It's all over now. But actually, I don't know. I don't know when that one came out, though. Whether it came out immediately or not. But I think that one came out sixty-five. Yeah, it might have been a little later one. But um, one of my favorite songs by them. So they recorded that, and then that was kind of their their nineteen sixty-four up until and through mm-hmm. the through the album. So okay. we're ready to talk about the day the day but the day but there are. Yeah. Th- there are a few singles we didn't talk about. Do you want to get into those? Um, yeah, well, we have some of the B-sides, which are weird. Uh, okay. For sure. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think those are their three singles, and then we're the going off of, 
yeah, their singles collection, which, yeah, I'm pretty sure is their B-sides. So, um, one interesting thing to note about the Stones singles, and I kind of feel like as someone who knows a lot about, like, the early Beatles, I feel like I should have known this, but I don't think I did. Um, which apparently in the UK, in the record business in the 60s, it was, like, it was viewed as a ripoff to put the singles on albums. Yeah, because the idea was that you were paying for an if you were paying the money for a full album, you should be getting all new songs. Um, whereas in the U.S., it was viewed as a ripoff if they didn't put the singles on the album because if you're paying the money for a full album, it should include songs you know you want. Basically, yeah. um, was the thought there. So the sense. Stones' early years, I feel like even more so than the Beatles, but the Stones' early years are really kind of confusing because a lot of their most famous songs are not on their studio albums. So, mm-hmm. okay. And then there are a lot of them are on the U S releases, but that gets into a whole can of worms that I don't think we're going to touch on until next week. Honestly. Yeah. We'll get into that but next week. It's a shit show for sure. So, but All the right. Rolling Stones, AKA England's newest hit makers came out, like I said, in April and May and uh featured all covers but three there was one original (laughs) song by mick and keith which which one's that one it is we'll get into it don't tell me you're coming back Ah. and then there's two songs an instrumental and a kind of instrumental that's like mostly an instrumental with like some not really lyrics yeah uh, that were credited to the whole band using a pseudonym, Nanker Flenge, <coughs> which I assume is like a weird British slang for dicks or something. Yeah, that's either a very normal British imagine. name or it's like they're talking about dicks. Yeah, yeah. That's every British name, though. Lug? Nobody knows what's going <laughs> on with that guy. Um, so the album cover was all of them standing in there in their cute suits in the dark except ian stewart who kind of got fucked over early in a weird like kind of brian johnson way i guess yeah he left the group but then like stuck around as their touring keyboardist but then as i understand it is basically on every rolling stones record but just isn't credited as a full member (laughs) uh partially because i think he wanted to leave and then partially luke thought six people was too many for a band yeah um okay and then also the album cover had no word the british version had no words on the front it was just the photo and the deca label which is very rare for that era of albums that is weird also nothing on the front a pretty hilarious name uh english new england's newest hit makers (laughs) yeah you can tell that was workshopped for about two minutes in the boardroom where they were like anyone got a name for this first first (laughs) first option's the best option guys um so the other band members on the album and we got pj we got some yeah. ages we got some age yeah that's what i like to We're give me them age updates with mick and keith both 21 years of age sorry say that name one more time keith richards have you been saying it like that on purpose well that's how it's pronounced if you're like keith uh, richards okay so like chief it's, keith it's mick and keith richards okay okay no, yeah, I, I, I see what you're... I see, okay, gotcha. What do you mean? His name's Keith. No, it's Keith. Yeah, yeah, Keith Richards. Yeah, yeah like that British guy, Chief Keith. Yeah. You know. Chief Keith, big up, big up. Yeah, like yeah. it's Keith. That was okay. my British accent. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, and we'll go over their instruments too for in case we forgot. Mick okay. sings obviously with that big old lip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> two two of them actually. Yeah. His two big old lips. And plays harmonica. Keeps with the big old lips. fiddle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brian's on guitar and harmonica again and percussion and then Bill Wyman they and Charlie two, Watts. Oh. Two harmonica players. Yeah, too too many if you ask me. <laughs> um Oh yeah, and then Brian and Charlie are both twenty two and Bill Wyman weirdly is twenty eight. I don't know how How the fuck did he get in there? He's so old. Yeah, right. Uh so the album in the UK stayed at number one for twelve weeks. The US version reached number 11 and swapped out that not fade away cover uh for uh one of the tracks so that they got the single on there but let's go track by track all right on the uk version uk version which is uh just the rolling stones the rolling stones yeah so which is confusing it's it's very confusing that the one that's called English Newest Hitmakers is the U.S. version, but it mm-hmm. also 100% makes sense. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but you see England in the title. You want it to be the English one. Yeah, but uh, it is not. All right. We're starting out with Route 66. To me, it seems like uh, every every line Mick Jagger sings, he goes really into the microphone, and then when he's not singing, he just like dances backwards until it's his thing again. You know, I feel like that's exactly what Mick Jagger does now, and it's like, yeah. was he doing that the entire time? I yeah, don't he know. was doing that in yeah. studio for sure. Yeah, it does. I have to say, I didn't think I would ever like a version of this song, but this one's yeah. pretty good. This is probably the best version of route 66 yeah. that i've heard because it's yeah. just not Wait, not the nickelback version from cars <sighs> you're right I'm i don't sorry. even know if that's nickelback i was just guessing <laughs> um no it, it's i mean this isn't that good of a song in general but like it is no. the best version of this song for sure um it's pretty yeah, middle of the road it's not their best yeah. one it's not their worst it's not bad it's not egregious I mean, for this album, it's pretty good, but yeah. I uh, I did not realize that this song was that old. Uh-huh. Like, I don't think I knew that it was written before, like, 1980, honestly. Okay. Um, but apparently it was written in 1946. Wow. And first recorded by Nat King Cole, and there was a <laughs> Bing Crosby version, like, the same year. <laughs> That's hilarious. Which is kind of incredible, yeah. Um, so and the guitar solo is pretty solid on that. So that's what I want to talk about. The early Rolling Stones, you can tell they're talented, whereas yeah. like the early Beach Boys, talentless, no. utterly talentless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it's obviously I'm thinking mostly of the Beach Boys because that was our last podcast. But I feel yeah. like even though no one really needs to hear about the Beatles anymore, yeah, it does. I feel like serve to think of them alongside the Beatles more so because the Beatles were also very talented early on right in a way too but um yeah they're definitely good at their instruments okay so I just want to make love to you as the next one in case you didn't get the Bo Diddley influence yet 
This is the same thing where like they're clapping on it and it's so yeah. clear. Like yeah. it's like they used their good microphone for clapping and then just like shitty microphone for everything else. Love to you. I like I think this, this song I read somewhere was part of the reason Ed Sullivan was not a fan of theirs because he didn't want them uh, singing about making love. Yeah. Um But what a hypocrite, because by eighty five he had air supply on singing about making love out of nothing at all, and he didn't care then. Yeah. Making love Did out of nothing at all? That's disgusting. Yeah. That's even worse, yeah. You know what's funny? That there was outrage uh, from the Beatles singing I Wanna Hold Your Hand. Yeah. And then they're like, I wanna fuck you. I truly just yeah. wanna fuck you. Right. Yeah. Yeah, this song's fine. Yeah. It's not bad. Is there a solo in it? I don't think so. Okay. Let's Next let's go to honest I honest I do. Um This one's bad. Oh, I kind of like this song. I think really? I just like that it's weirdly slow for no reason. <laughs> uh, I don't know who actually uh, wrote this song or like originally performed it, but mm. is it Fats Domino? I can find that information. It does sound like a Fats it, it, Domino. It sounds like Blueberry Hill, almost exactly. Uh, Jimmy Reed? Oh, okay. I don't know. It doesn't have a uh, Wikipedia page, this song. so Interesting. That's how you know the mark of a great song. Yeah, right. See, here, to me, the guitar does sound a little bit, like, high school-y. However, the harmonica's good. I mean, I think the guitar sounding that way is just because they were just... Like, they're just plain blues licks. That's it. Like, they're just plain stuff that now you get in a book at your first guitar lesson, but back then, I have to assume, was a little more interesting to be plain. And, and every, cool for like these young white dudes to be playing, yeah. I guess. Um, young not, British dudes. Not to have a little bit of a spoiler alert here, but every oh, yeah. song on this one is just a twelve-bar blues thing. Um, every song, what? On this album. Oh, on this album. Yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. So, just be prepared. Um, yeah, this Let's one's fine. I really don't yeah. like the harmonica personally, but I just don't think I'm a fan of harmonica. Is what I learned listening See, to this album. They're, uh, I like their harmonica tone a lot. Yeah. Like, the reverb is really nice on it. It's interesting. I just think harmonica is a dumb instrument. I like harmonica. I feel right. like... Like, do you remember... I mean... Do you remember, like, the first Led Zeppelin album? Yeah. When they were touring for it, there's that video that I feel like is very famous that is, like, them playing on some TV show where they're playing, and then it's just a bunch of kids, like, sitting on the ground around them. Yeah. And it's like a 12-minute song where they take a break in the middle and Robert Plant, like, introduces everybody and shit. Yeah. You know that. Yeah, yeah. I think I know exactly what you're talking about. So he plays harmonica in that, and I know he plays harmonica at other points in their career, but he plays harmonica in that, and I just always feel like, like, why did he bother? Because he's, like, one of the greatest singers of all time, so, like, why are you feeling like you need to play an instrument, too? And I kind of feel that way with Mick Jagger as well, where it's like, you just, you don't... He's, to, he's one of the no greatest frontmen of all time. Yeah, and yeah, well, like, you and don't I think need it is the harmonica to lean on. They wanted to contribute and like be like, oh, when I'm not singing, I want something to do. Harmonica you know? is not a contribution. <laughs> <laughs> Tell that to Bob Dylan. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, yeah. Um, we can go into Mona. 
which this Ooh. might be my favorite song on the album. Yeah, that's what say. I was gonna. This is my favorite one just because the like weird, like I don't even know what to call it. Like the weird guitar effect on it is yes, really the cool. Echo? Is yeah, that echo? Like, or it's delay? Chorus? Delay. It's like delay, but I don't think they yeah. had delay then, right? They must have because yeah. they're using it. It's cool. I like it a yeah. lot. I really like the guitar tone and I love. I feel like you don't often hear a slow Bo Diddley beat. Yeah. Which is very interesting to me. Um, yeah. But yeah, I like this song quite a bit, and his vocal's pretty good too. Yeah. Just I'd wailing agree. around about Mona. Yeah. Is there a solo on this one? If there is, I don't remember it. Yeah. Because the solos on this, I listened through it twice. Um, yeah. The, the British version and the American version. Um, and the solos are like really good and i realized that keith richards is like a really great guitarist but i didn't realize he was that good that early yeah you know for sure all right next song now i've got a witness uh this is the first uh writing credit from the band okay and it's an instrumental yeah good job guys When your manager tells you you need to write a song, this is totally what he meant. He just jam in the studio and they record. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's bad. Yeah, it's not great. It sounds like all the other songs on this album, but there's no lyrics. Right. Uh, Bill Wyman is doing an insanely fast walking bass line in the back that's pretty cool. But aside from that, there's Let's not see much if we can here. pick up on that. Yeah. Like... It's like it's pretty good bass, but yeah, it's also just a walking blues bass line. So that's fair. <laughs> All right, next up, little by little. Listening to these back to back, they kind of just fade into each other in a yeah. way where I didn't realize little by little had started until the harmonica or until his voice came in. I was surprised but, when this album ended. I was like, wow, that was that was it. Yeah, this one's fine. This is the other yeah. song credited to the full band. It's all right. Um, this one, Phil Spector helped produce. Interesting. Of all things, and also Phil Spector's credited playing maracas on it. That's hilarious. I can kind of hear the shakers, I think. I can hear them. I just can't imagine. Like, I can't picture Phil Spector playing a, a maraca in my brain. No. In, in no, my no, mind, he just sits around with his arms crossed and, like, nods his head. Right. Yeah. Ooh, this solo's good. It is good, and I also like, again, it's a pretty standard blues line, but I really like the guitar lick that, yeah. like, finishes out every verse on this song. When we hear it again, I'll point it out. I mean, clearly very heavily influenced by Chuck Berry. Yeah. But still cool. Ugh. Oh, this is one, so Brian and Mick play harmonica. This is a Jagger harmonica song. Okay. I think Jagger might be better at the harmonica. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why they had two. Like you said, it makes... One is already... I mean, if one of you can already play an instrument, you don't need the other one to, you know... Yeah, unless it's guitars or like... Yeah. Yeah. Alright. Alright, we can move on. I'm a king. To definitely the worst song on the album. Yeah, this is so dumb. This is like Beach Boys level dumb. It's very bad. And like, I get that it's a cover of like an old blues song, but 
It, they just sound like middle schoolers. It's yeah. very bad. I would much rather hear the like old blues version that was recorded in a field, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's Also, not let me come inside. Euphemistic or no? Right? Yeah, I mean, it's maybe a triple entendre if you think about it long enough. Yeah. Well, maybe. Alright, let's get to Carol. Yeah. <laughs> hey, speaking of Chuck Berry guitar lines. Yeah, truly just... Is this a Chuck Berry song that they're... Uh, pretty sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it is, because Mick's also just doing a Chuck Berry voice. Yeah. I mean, I do think it's hilarious that Chuck Berry songs... He's got two licks that he does at the beginning of every song, mm-hmm. and it's very funny when you can like hear I mean, a Chuck Berry song. They're both it. incredible licks, but... They're yeah, good. It is yeah. pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this song is literally them trying to be Chuck Berry, so yeah. not great. The guitar is... Like, he's a talented guitarist, and that's all I can, like, say yeah. about this song. I mean, Tell yes, me. but he's also just straight-up copying in yeah. a way that... But uh, So this is the Jagger Richards original song. Yeah, it's like a slow ballady thing. I kind of like it. I liked it a lot. Okay, um, yeah, I couldn't tell if I was crazy or not. <laughs> no. um, so, about Keith Richards just ripping off Chuck Berry... Yeah. The impressive thing about that is that, um, like, he didn't have a guitar book with tabs in it, and he couldn't, like, look it up. He had to listen nope. to that and then, like, figure right. it out. So, yeah. like, Keith Richards might be the most talented person in the band. Mm-hmm. This is very Beatles-y to me. It, it feels very yeah. of its time. Like, when yeah. two young rock and roll dudes were told to write a, their own song, this is what they came up with. But Right. It's not bad. It's um, not bad, yeah. And I also kind of like the acoustic guitar on, like, a straight-up rock record. Like, it's, Yeah. It, it's like a 12-string, too, I think. It's a nice breakup here, yeah. yeah. I also really... Like, I've all, on all these songs, I've except for the Chuck Berry one, I've really liked uh, Mick Jagger's vocals. Yeah, the first couple times I listened to this album, I was really unimpressed because it didn't sound super jaggery to me. Yeah. And then the more I listened to it, the more I was like, no, I actually kind of really like it. Like, it's just the the more, the younger, less intense version of his voice. But yeah, for sure. He's still a very good singer for the, you know, being 21 years old. All right. Can I get a witness? Which, when I saw this on there, I lost my mind. I was like, hey, they did Can I Get a Witness? Yeah. Why is this not before now I've got a witness? Yeah. Shouldn't they be like back to back songs? Can I it get a witness be... and then and now I've got a witness. Yeah. yeah. Um It's fun. Yeah, I mean there are better versions of this, including yeah. the original. Yeah. I mean it's a fun song, but yeah, it's not great. Yeah. Alright. You can make it if you try. If you try. Meh. This is uh this sounds exactly like um like some Ray Charles song. Yeah, basically the only interesting part to me is that there's some organ on there instead of the yeah. piano, but right. otherwise I The organ does sound good though. Yeah. I like it. But you're right that it does kind of sound a little Ray Charles y. Yeah. Well and I think that's probably just because they're using a Wurlitzer. Right. Alright. Next song Walking Please. the Dog. Yeah, I had no idea they were so into yo-yos. Right? Uh, no, this is a Rufus Thomas cover. Okay. And it's 
fine. Rufus Thomas was a soul guy. Yeah, but by this point in the album, it gets... I don't want to say tedious, but, like, we get it, you know? Yeah, we know. You guys play the blues. Yeah, you're the blues boys. We know. Yeah, I don't. Oh, I feel like I do remember liking the guitar solo here, though. Okay, I'll turn it up. If we get to to the guitar solo, yeah. Yeah. And so the weird thing is that it is only a difference in one song between the UK version and the US version. Yeah, it gets a lot more of a clusterfucky from here on out. But yeah, this one, they literally just swap out uh, Not Fade Away with Mona, maybe? Something like that, yeah. 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 The, The fills here are good. Yeah. Taking their time getting here. Yeah. The guitar solo can't be this good, right? That we have to wait. <laughs> We're already like more than halfway in. It's very like yeah, I guess CCR. The good thing is all the songs fills. are like a minute and fifty seconds. Yeah. It's like a thirty-five minute album. Yeah. Is that Bill Wyman or not Bill go. Wyman? Uh, yeah, that's good. actually not that good when i'm actually listening to it no it's not i mean it's fine he's yeah i liked it Again, i enjoyed it's it a lot of blues slicks yeah um i would say it's is that brian yeah, johnson singing backup fine uh i don't know D- they're all the credited with backup so i'm unclear okay. on who sings on what songs i guess if that makes sense yeah because it's definitely two people doing the chorus in the same yeah. octave one of them sounds like this. Oh yeah, good deal. Um, yeah, it's fine. It's I not bad. Agree, like it's got like two decent songs, and mostly is just a statement of we play the blues and we play the blues with yeah distorted guitars. Yeah, and it gets the job done there. I guess. Right. Um. And then uh, there was one song that was not on this one that was on the U.S. version. Uh, right? Yeah, the single that we already heard. Yeah, okay. I think, yeah. yeah. They just swapped Yeah, not out. Fade yeah, Away. Not Fade right. Away. So, which I feel like if they replaced one of the worst songs on here, or It'd one of better. the less good songs on here, yeah, this whole album would help just because there's only like two decent songs anyway, so. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I mean, I agree with you that, like, they're obviously all good at their instruments, and Mick Jagger sounds, like, decently comfortable as a lead singer. Yeah. Just, I don't know, it's the first record, so a lot of bands, especially from this era, are like this, but they're just so obviously imitating other people that it's not that, it can't be that good. Right. And it's not. Maybe a less iconic um, first album as opposed to the Beach Boys, because none of these songs are like songs you're like, oh, the Rolling Stones, oh, I love. Sure. But you do yeah, do that like, on the Beach Boys debut album. 
Yes, none of these songs, like, I feel like maybe they would throw Route 66 on there if they were feeling right. generous, but none of these songs would show up on, like, a compilation album, no. I don't think, yeah. Well, and, but, I will say I enjoyed it more than the Beach Boys debut album. Well, true, it's, yeah. it's a, a b- more less iconic, enjoyable but, yeah. music listen. to listen to, but... Yeah. You're right that it's it really feels like the kind of album that even if you're a pretty big Rolling Stones fan, you could just never hear and you'd be fine. Yeah. <laughs> you're not missing any essential early early R- thing right. from them. Early yeah. gem. Yeah. Um so PJ, to get to the favorite the best part of the episode and the part that everyone listens for. Exactly. You wanna rate this album? I do want to rate this album. Um I would love to hear your rating for this album. I'm gonna give it a four out of ten because it was very high i love it it's not a one for sure it's definitely and not a one it's not a two either i don't think i think two is mm. low i was is it I was, not a two <laughs> so my thing is you can tell they're good and you have to keep in mind this is a debut album in the 60s where they are just mimicking other stuff but they do it fairly well i mean they do it well i <sighs> I don't remember the metric I used like during all of the Beach Boys Boys for rating. Yeah. But I feel it like I'm thinking bit. of two things. Do I legitimately like any of the songs on here and do I want to listen to this album again? I definitely mm-hmm. never want to listen to this album again. Like it's I or I'll just never put it on, I don't think. Yeah, okay. And I can I would only maybe come back to like two songs on here. You make a good argument there. I'm giving might, it a I'm giving it a two out of ten. It's not. I'm gonna I'm shit. gonna bump it down to a three. I think you're right. Yeah, because it's not have, a piece yeah. of shit, but it's just not like anything special. It's not at all. If it was playing in the background, I wouldn't be like, oh, fucking turn that off. Like I would right. for the Beach Boys. Yes. Yeah. yeah. For certain albums, yeah, yeah, yeah. You just yeah. you'd want it off that minute. Yeah. But just I I can't imagine, especially with how good the. Uh, uh i assume the rolling stones will get i just can't yeah. imagine coming back to this record and being like wow there's exactly. great stuff on here so it's it's a very commercial debut yeah yeah it, it does feel very much like it was like okay now record 12 songs that show people what you're all about and yeah. at 21 years old all they wanted to do was play chuck berry songs so yeah. here you go i mean can you blame them for being in the early 20s except for bill wyman and being like oh i just love the blues i just yeah. play blues all day you know i mean they yeah. did it and they did it well ish true yeah so can't fault them for that well i think that does it so next week we enter so. yeah. the morass that is the rolling stones 1960s discography Yes. We have to decide whether we're going to talk about their three U.S. albums that come out in 1964 (laughs) or their next U.K. album, which comes out a year later. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well. But we'll get there when we get there. And uh, it's exciting to be back, PJ. I'm happy to be here. It's good to be back um, in foggy old London town. That's right. Did, Did I not mention that's where I moved? Oh, nice. That's where you ended up. Yeah, we did yeah. not. Nice. Foggy, well, foggy old London town. Just a hop, skip across yeah. the pond from you, my my dear boy. And, yeah. uh, you know, we both we both kind of live in places with a little bit of fog, you know. <laughs> I Get know it? what you mean. I do. Yeah. Nice. Um, it, it, I, if you can't tell, I, I've, I've, you know, kind of 
picked up on their accent a little bit so you can hear it every once yeah. in a while you can he- yeah. hear a few english oh for sure words. well that's why you were like you were so surprised that i was pronouncing keith correctly as an yeah. american I, you, I was, you were just so taken aback that i knew the correct pronunciation there so. i was i was truly truly shocked <laughs> yeah um, yeah i nearly shit in my pants and by pants i mean underpants <laughs> like the brits oh jolly jolly good pj what the fuck I don't did know you what, say to me, mate? I, even with the underpants explainer, I still don't know what the first part of that means. I assume it's a weird Britishism, but yeah, that's cool. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> little too, you know, PJ for our exclusively American audience, it's a little, yeah. you know, you might want to bring it back stateside so that yeah, people feel you're included. Right. You know, but I'll, I'll we'll, try to get we'll that, talk about that. Yeah. My my California accent going again. <laughs> okay, good. All nice. right. Well. Well, this has been the Rolling Stones studs laying down the first uh, stones in the pathway of this trip we call the Rolling Stones career. I've been your boy, Pete. And I have been your other boy, PJ. See you next time.